0: Greetings to those who watch below. Today, we are going to be looking at the stories of some of the most terrifying haunted dolls that exist in the world today. But before we start, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B, Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, LT Punisher 666, and Chris BLK Chris for being those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every single video. Also, make sure to check me out on the creepypasta.com official YouTube channel. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at brimstone underscore below. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy. Charlie. First discovered in 1968, a doll named Charlie was found in an old Victorian home in upstate New York. Amongst a tattered trunk full of old newspapers, the toy doll stood out. A yellowed piece of paper that had the Lord's Prayer written on it was the only other item in the trunk, other than the doll and the newspaper. The newspaper inside the trunk dated back to the 1930s. The doll was added to a collection of other antique dolls the Finder's family owned, and was given the name Charlie. At first, the family paid little mind to the toy, as it fitted into their collection quite nicely. It wasn't until Charlie seemed to move from place to place, on the bench full of dolls, that anyone took notice. The parents were quick to blame their five children, but the children all maintained that they knew nothing about the doll moving. Then the youngest daughter, who was four years old, made a startling statement. Charlie had spoken to her, when she got up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. Naturally, the parents blamed the child's imagination. While the parents never witnessed Charlie moving, the children soon became terrified of the doll. All five of them refused to get up during the night to use the bathroom, and none of them would venture within five feet of the bench the doll sat upon. The final straw was when the youngest was covered with scratches, and insisted that they weren't from their cat, but from Charlie. The truth was never fully discovered. The parents, wanting to end the chaos, took the doll into the attic and locked him back in the trunk he was found in. Things soon returned to normal, and the doll was forgotten. Years passed, and the children were fully grown. Later, the house was sold, and the trunk that had Charlie inside went to a garage sale. A woman bought the doll to add to her antique doll collection, The doll changed hands a few more times before ending up at a shop named Local Artisan. The store is located in Salem, Massachusetts, and is filled with taxidermy animals and unusual art, amongst other oddities. This location is known for its past history regarding witches. Many people died in Salem, falsely accused of the crime of witchcraft. It is unknown whether or not Charlie is still controlled by some kind of spiritual force. However, rumours about the doll include its reanimation being linked to children. Since being displayed on a top shelf, the doll hasn't moved yet. Now, travellers who pass by here can visit Charlie in his current home. Robert The story of Robert the doll is well known, but he's my favourite haunted doll and the inspiration for Chucky, so deal with it. The story of Robert is dates back to the early 1900s, when a young boy, Robert Eugene Otto, was given a one-of-a-kind handmade doll by a servant that worked for his parents in his home. Robert, who everybody called Jean, named the doll Robert after himself, and quickly became attached to his new friend. The home where Eugene lived, now called the Artist's House, is located at 534 Eaton Street, and was built between 1890 and 1898. It was here that Eugene was given Robert, and where a friendship that lasted throughout his lifetime and beyond was forged. While he seemed like an ordinary cloth doll, it wasn't long before Robert was involved in strange and terrifying events. The first hint that something was out of the ordinary was one night when Jean, who was only ten at the time, awoke to find Robert sitting at the end of his bed staring at him. Moments later, his mother was awakened by his screams for help and the sound of furniture being overturned in her son's room. Jean cried for help, begging his mother to come rescue him. When she was finally able to wrench the locked door open, she saw poor Jean curled up in fear on his bed, his room in shambles, and Robert sitting at the foot of the bed. Robert did it, were the only words Jean could get out. The same words he would later use many times throughout his childhood, when something strange, mysterious, or destructive would happen. Nobody knows for sure why, or how, this child's plaything could actually wreak havoc on a child's bedroom. It was just a toy, right? But the weird and explicable didn't stop at this one occurrence. Jean's parents would often hear their son upstairs talking to the doll, and getting a response back in a totally different voice. They reported seeing the doll speak and witnessed his expression change. Giggling and sightings of Robert running up the stairs or staring out the upstairs window were also reported. Robert continued to live with Jean throughout his lifetime, and after Jean's parents died, he moved back into their home with his wife, Anne. Jean decided that the doll needed a room of his own and placed him in the upstairs bedroom that had a window overlooking the street. Anne felt uneasy with Robert in the house, and although she couldn't put her finger on it, she wanted Jean to lock the doll up in the attic, where he could do no harm. Jean conceded, and as one could imagine, Robert was not happy with his new room. Soon, visitors to the home heard footsteps in the attic, the sounds of someone pacing back and forth, and devilish giggling. Neighbourhood children reported seeing Robert watching them from the window in the upstairs bedroom, and told accounts of the doll actually mocking them as they walked to school. When Jean heard of this, he immediately went to investigate, knowing that he had locked Robert in the attic, and there was no way he could be sitting by the window of the upstairs bedroom. But to his complete shock, when he opened the door to the room, there was Robert, sitting in the rocking chair by the window. Jean locked Robert back up in the attic several times. Each time discovering him again sitting by the window in the same upstairs bedroom. Jean Otto died in 1974, and when a new owner moved into the house on Eaton Street, their 10-year-old daughter was delighted to find Robert in the attic. But her delight soon ended when she claimed that Robert was alive and that the doll wanted to hurt her. She woke often in the middle of the night screaming in fear and told her parents that Robert had moved about in the room. It wasn't long before Robert was given away, and today he lives in the East Martello Fort, where visitors from all over the world come to see him. Many believe that the origin of Robert's evil lies in the one who originally gave him to Jean, the servant who worked for his parents. This woman was supposedly mistreated by her bosses, and to punish them, it is believed that she cursed the doll with voodoo and black magic. That might explain the many mysterious and frightening experiences people have had with Robert the Doll. But if so, wouldn't the haunting end when the owners died? No one really knows for sure, but one thing remains constant. Robert the Doll continues to taunt and scare those who come to view him, especially guests who attempt to take photos. Many have reported their cameras becoming inoperable when they tried to take a picture of Robert, only to begin working again, when they left the museum. Mandy One of the most popular haunted dolls in Canada, Mandy's latest home is in the Quesnell Museum in British Columbia. Her cracked face is twisted into a sinister-looking smile, her eyes seem to track your movements, and electronics have a habit of acting haywire in Mandy's presence. She was donated to the Quesnel Museum back in 1991. Her previous owner said that she was plagued by the sound of a baby crying at night. Following the sound to her basement, she found nothing but the breeze blowing through an open window. After finding Mandy in storage in the basement, she donated the creepy vintage porcelain doll to the museum. Mysteriously, the phantom crying stopped once the doll was gone. Mandy now seems to be content creeping out visitors and playing tricks on the staff at the museum. Disembodied footsteps have been heard in the museum. Staff members' lunches go missing, only to be found later stuffed into drawers. Small items go missing and later turn up in strange places. Mandy has had to be put in her own special locked glass viewing container, keeping her away from the other dolls because she would harm them. Her eyes seem to follow you as you walk around her exhibit, and although she has never been seen moving, somehow her little stuffed lamb that is always sitting on her lap has been found outside of the locked exhibit, on the floor. People have had issues even photographing or videotaping Mandy. Camera batteries go dead or devices malfunction. And the staff have started to recommend, asking Mandy if it is okay to take her picture. Devices seem to work more reliably if they do. Mandy has been described as Canada's Annabelle, after the famous doll located in Ed and Lorraine Warren's museum, and has even appeared on the Montel Williams show. The Devil Baby Doll The Devil Baby Doll is actually a type of doll, related back to New Orleans's dark history. There is a legend in old New Orleans about the Devil Baby of Bourbon Street, the monster child of a Creole Diane, adopted by voodoo queen Marie Laveau. The baby lived to plague the French Quarter and its environs for several years, though some still say it exists, at least in ghostly form, haunting the narrow streets and alleys of the old city. Some others claim that the devil baby's bones are interred in Marie Laveau's famous tomb in St. Louis Cemetery No. 1. In years past, there were many effigies ...of this famous Devil Baby of New Orleans legend. The earliest of which were carved from dried, hollowed-out gourds. These primitive dolls were often hung in the windows of old Creole cottages... ...to frighten off the real Devil Baby, who lurked in the darkness just beyond the gas lights. These early hand-carved baby dolls are extremely rare these days. Those families in possession of such an heirloom would usually have kept it hidden and passed it down through generations, so it is hard to estimate just how many of these dolls there were in circulation. In the early 20th century, however, other versions of the dreaded Devil Baby doll began to appear in and around New Orleans. These renditions were more doll-like, clothed in children's clothing and able to stand on their own, with a stuffed body and arms that moved slightly. The face of the Devil Baby dolls were always the same, with leering glassy eyes and small horns protruding from the forehead. It is said that these dolls had faces that most closely resembled the actual devil baby. This was verified by a woman who had apparently played with the baby as a child. These are the first dolls to truly have a haunted reputation. They were a black market item in Old New Orleans, and in order to obtain one, it was necessary to be well-connected among secret societies and the practising Vodun community, as bad luck seemed to follow the dolls. As bad luck seemed to follow the dolls, some claim this was because of a curd laid upon them by Marie Laveau herself. None of them seemed to have survived this period. Only parts of one doll remained, and these were locked away until very recently. The remains were eventually discovered by local artist and Mardi Gras parade designer Ricardo Pastanio, From these, he was able to recreate the doll, adhering to the size and style of the original. These new Devil Baby dolls are full-size, exact replicas of the -the turn-of-the-century dolls produced in New Orleans, and like their predecessors, there is something not quite right about them. The handmade sculpted dolls seem to have taken a life of their own. Their eyes follow you as you are moving about the room near them, and when they are gathered together, there is sometimes the sound of whispering and rustling amongst them. Even though no one likes having the baby dolls around, Postenio was able to convince a few of his friends to each take one of the dolls for safekeeping. It wasn't long before the friends began to complain about having the dolls, and were all anxious to return them. One person claimed that the devil baby doll he had kept moving around on its own when no one was there. It was housed in a spare room closet, and each day when the unwary keeper returned from work, the closet door would be open, and the baby would be lying half out, sprawled on the carpet. Another of the dolls apparently got loose at night in the home of a couple who was keeping it, overturning ashtrays and littering the kitchen floor with beads from a bead-making craft kit nearby. The couple had no pets and no children. There was no other explanation for the strange occurrences. A third Devil Baby doll was placed with a famous psychic at his home in Lakeview in the days before Hurricane Katrina. Reese, a collector of rare dolls, immediately disliked the Devil Baby, but reluctantly agreed to keep it. In the two weeks he had it, he was continuously awoken in the night by the sound of a baby crying. By the end of the second week of the doll being in his home, Hurricane Katrina had struck, flooding the house with seven feet of murky water. When Reese returned to his devastated property, he was disturbed to find that the Devil Baby doll was one of the only things missing from the inside of his home. Sylvia Cross, a paranormal investigator who specialises in possessed objects, bought her Devil Baby doll directly from Pastanio Online. She thought it would be the perfect addition to her collection of spooky dolls, Little did she know, she had purchased the real deal. In a short time, she observed changes in the doll's position from morning to evening. She reported the sounds of snuffling and crying coming from near the doll. And she also related that her two cats would not go near the doll, refusing to even be in the same room as it. Crosses said that some objects are just born, for lack of a better word, with a dark soul. I think the Devil Baby is one of those objects. If you look into its eyes, you can almost discern the flicker of a trapped, unhappy soul. Others believe the glimmer is put there by the Devil himself, and that he claims every incarnation of the Devil Baby as his own. Peggy. Meet Peggy. On the surface, she looks like your average doll with your standard-issue glassy blue eyes and cute Doris Day Bob. But Peggy is not so innocent. She's actually possessed by an impish spirit. Owned by British paranormal investigator Jane Harris, who was a specialist in haunted objects, has reported over 80 cases of people having chest pains, nausea, and debilitating headaches, after looking at photos or videos of Peggy, so I must take this moment to apologise. Some even recall that they saw visions of mental institutions combined with intense anxiety, and one woman even claimed that Peggy gave her a heart attack. Harris, who runs an organisation called Haunted Dolls, was sent Peggy by her previous owner, who claimed that the doll was haunting her dreams. She'd wake up, Feeling hot and shaken, Harris said. No matter where she moved the doll to in her home, the nightmares persisted. She apparently sought the help of a local priest, but two visits later, there was no change. After the woman suffered from fever and hallucinations, she ultimately stumbled upon Harris's website. When the woman recovered, she saw no other option but to get rid of the doll, as she was convinced that it was the centre of all that had been happening. Harris's team have deduced that Peggy is possessed by the spirit of a woman born in 1946 in London, who died of a chest condition, possibly asthma. Four different psychic mediums who have studied Peggy all say that she is restless, frustrated, and was previously persecuted, possibly with ties to the Holocaust. Peggy's original owner isn't the only woman who has reported being tormented by the doll. Harris says that droves of people have come forward with similar accounts, ranging from their computer freezing when looking at Peggy's picture, to the room going cold and light bulbs blowing out whenever they mention the doll. Harris says that when these people contact her about these incidents, taking Peggy into an isolation area and kindly asking her to stop tormenting strangers usually does the trick to stop further occurrences. There's something innately strange and haunting about the look on Peggy's face. The innocent face, haircut, and newness of the doll seem to belie the dark, tormented soul lying within. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. Have you ever had an experience of a haunted doll, or do you own one yourself? If so, I would love to hear from you. Make sure to let me know in the comments section or you can email me directly, my email is in the description box. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel, hitting that notification bell, so that you never miss a video. So, until next time, sleep tight.